0: It's better than this, guys. Being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast, it's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Thursday episode of the show. Today's podcast is brought to you by RockAuto.com. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Kyle, what's up, man?
1: Putting a bow on it. NFC South today. We got the whole league covered, wire to wire. It's Thursday. I'm excited. It means we're another day closer to the start of the college football season. We got week zero this weekend. Hawaii plays, if I remember correctly, my memory yeah, serves UCLA. me correct. Yep. Uh, against the Bruins. So uh yeah, I'm excited, man. It's 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 finally here. College football season and and football season in general, between that and the preseason. Like we're immersed in it now. We've made it.
0: Can I share a story about my great friend Kyle Krabs?
1: No, go ahead. That's fine.
0: Just gonna peel uh, back the curtain here about old I don't Kyle. Like a part, a part to this man that I don't think everyone knows. Earlier this week, my wife, myself, and my oh, daughter, Lord. we went to the community All right.
1: pool. Yeah, go ahead.
0: We went to the community pool. <laughs> And we get there and there is a bird that is not doing well. It's just on the pool deck and it can't fly and it's, it's alive, but you can tell it's, you know, it's distressed. And so my wife was in turmoil over this bird. And, um, she's like, I gotta, I gotta Google what to do if you find a bird like this and and see if I can help. So she looks it up and she tells me all about what she needs to do. And she's like, okay, I got to do this. And so we're just sitting there looking at this bird. And we, she winds up putting it in a towel and putting it on a table. And she starts FaceTiming Kyle. And I'm like, what, what, what yep. is Kyle going to do? She's like, I got to talk to Kyle about this bird. So she calls Kyle. And remember, she had told me everything she's supposed to do. She Googled it and she had this wonderful plan. She's like, Kyle, what do I what do I do about this bird? And Kyle is literally Google step-by-step step, right from the hip. You know, no preparation whatsoever. The guy just regurgitates everything that Google tells you to do to help the bird. Right down to if it doesn't fly out of the box the next day, there are rehabilitation wildlife places that you can call to help this bird. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Kyle just had all this information. A great humanitarian, the Eagle Scout, Kyle Krabs.
1: Well, it's we we had a house when I was a kid that had a lot of glass, uh, like gla- large glass windows. So there's a lot of glass surface area. So it'd be every couple of days, and you hear boom, like oh some boy. poor bird would fly into the side of the house or whatever, like knock itself silly. So like my mom would always go out and, and we. Have the shoebox and the the little thing of water and the towel and put it in and leave it in the garage overnight and see how it did. So uh, I had those reps, right? We talk about football players. Since, you know, <laughs> Call the reps podcast. You get reps. You, you you your mental processing, your recall, your understanding of the situation, your your front identification, and how well you see the safety shell rotate with the rocker safeties and pushing a single high. All that kind of stuff. So she, she asked me this question, and my mind immediately went to quarterback mode at the line of scrimmage. What's the front? What's the safety <laughs> shell? Where's my free access? We got press. We got man. Do I get my, my man's own motion indicator? Okay, I got man-to-man coverage. I got my indicator here. Uh, let's go ahead. Here's what you do. And I, and I set my whole plan. Uh, story does not have a happy ending, but everybody no. did their best. And sometimes, you know, at the end of the day, You have good process and bad results. And this unfortunately was one of those times for this poor, unfortunate bird.
0: However, however, yes, that was a sad ending. The bird
1: didn't
0: didn't make it. But Kyle came in over the top as we FaceTime the next day (laughs) to talk about the bird. He said, You know what? You guys still did a really good thing because that bird got to go peacefully in the box as opposed to being on a pool deck where it would be in distress and you know. Predator could have came by and
1: got it. yeah, yeah. And you now guys it's got a wonderful right burial
0: the in the backyard. and uh,
1: That's beautiful.
0: Felt like we did the right thing. Good job. Oh, should we talk? The Atlanta Falcons are first oh, up here.
1: Oh, wow, what a transition. A <laughs> legendary know, speaking transition. Speaking of birds. Speaking of birds. I Might mean need to bury these guys in the backyard here before the oh, end of. boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Falcons All right, draft so, history is where we're going to yeah, start. Correct.
0: How does that make you feel when you look at the uh, the draft picks made by the Atlanta Falcons of late? Obviously, new um, management, right? <laughs> new GM in yep. place, new yep. new head coach. So it's a different regime, but they've they've been able to find some building blocks in recent years.
1: <sighs> yes, and also no. Um, I think if you start at twenty seventeen and work your way forward. You're probably a little queasy looking at what they've been able to haul because 2017 was the tack McKinley, Duke Riley, Sean Harlow, DeMonte casey mm-hmm. Brian Hill, Eric Saubert. That was the entire draft class, right? You feel really good about 2018 when you, you end up landing Calvin Ridley. Uh, you got Foy said in the sixth round, you got Russell Gage in the sixth round, so you got some good late round value, Isaiah Oliver. Some reasonable production there and a couple of hits relative to their draft slot in the sixth round, 2019. There's some understandable excitement for Chris Lindstrom, right? Coming back from injury. Kayla McGarry has not lived up to expectations as a first round pick that they they traded up for. They didn't pick again until the fourth round. They got Kendall Sheffield and John Kaminsky. Uh, 2020 was AJ Terrell, Marlon Davidson, Matt Hennessy, Michael Walker, Jalen Hawkins.
0: See now that's the draft. That's the one that I look at and say there could be some good rewards there, right? If if Terrell winds up being a starting corner, Davidson, Hennessy has a chance this year to start at center, or at least guard potentially.
1: Walker was an interesting tweener type linebacker. Yeah. So this this one needs to hit though. Yep. Because you look at 2019. And you look at 2017 and you're you're pretty underwhelmed with two like if you go underwhelming in three out of four years, that's really gonna hurt you. Uh I don't know I don't know how much you got to see of Atacumbo Ogundigi against Miami, but that dude looked like a steal. He went 182 yep. somehow uh in this year's draft class. Obviously, Kyle Pitts and Richie Grant. And mm-hmm. so there's some opportunities with these these past two draft classes, but I look at what they have as far as established nfl talent and i would probably call them below average.
0: yeah and i think that's why we're in a position where this team picked number 4 overall, earned that pick, has new head coach, has a new gm, you know, yep. they're they're definitely rebuilding as we get to the life cycle status wow. here.
1: speaking of segues, there you go.
0: yeah, yeah, so they haven't hit enough on draft picks and um they went through that That spell there where they were just trying to find edge help and they didn't work out with Vic Beasley, didn't work out with Dak McKinley. And I think that really set them back. But I think this is clearly a team that's rebuilding. You can maybe say team in transition, but until Matt Ryan's out of the picture, I would say that's probably not true.
1: Well, I guess the other the other side of the coin is you have a holdover in Matt Ryan, and they made the choice in Kyle Pitts acting as though we kind of expect to win or or compete. So I think the messaging versus what they actually are are two different things.
0: Well, yes. And I wrote about that. I I said that that's inconsistent because if you're trying to win now, just keep Julio. Right. But they traded Julio.
1: Especially when you got a two and a five for Julio or whatever. Well, like you didn't even get a one for Julio. Right. Julio is more valuable to you if you're trying to contend than he is to anybody else.
0: So future needs for the Atlanta Falcons. Wide Kyle, receiver. got a bunch written down here.
1: Wide receiver, offensive line.
0: Yeah, wide receiver, like you mentioned, running back. You know that running Arthur back. Smith and what they were able to get done in Tennessee running the football. I Defensive like Mike Davis, line. but he's not a bell cow. And, and listen, listen, be mad at our lads if this statement's not true. But right now, our lads has Willie Beavers as the team starting right tackle, Kyle. Willie Beavers somehow is still in the league, but not just in the league in line to start for the Falcons. Tell me that's not a need. Edge, interior defensive line, safety, corner. This team needs a lot.
1: This is this is a hashtag pick good players. <laughs> draft good right. draft good players is your philosophy. So congrats. You nailed it with Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Just pick good players. I don't care what position they play. Just right. don't pick a, a kicker or a punter, right? Right. Find difference right. makers, and I, I think that's a very simple objective for Atlanta.
0: Yeah, you're not. There's nothing on your roster that precludes anything, right? Like literally nothing.
1: Caleb Carolina. McGarry was dealing with an injury at the top of camp, though, so that's to, to <laughs> clarify that right let's, tackle spot. Let's,
0: let's hope he could be the answer there at right tackle. You can't. Willie Beavers can't can't be your starter. Carolina Panthers, Kyle. So looking through their draft history to begin here. The thing about Carolina is they have absolutely drafted some franchise cornerstones, whether mm-hmm. that's Brian Burns, DJ Moore, Stud. Christian McCaffrey, Stud. um, Taylor Moton was a killer pick in 2017. And skip in, over Derrick Brown round.
1: and Jeremy Chin. I'm not
0: Derek Brown, Jeremy Chin.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Studs. I mean, they,
0: they've gotten some, some absolute cornerstones. But But they don't hit enough on the rest of their picks. All the players that we just said, for the most part, were first-rounders. The second round hasn't been kind. They whiffed on uh, Greg Little. Will Greer is a top 100 pick. Rashawn Galdon, 85 overall. That was a whiff.
1: Yeah, that was the thing that stood out to me was some of the day two picks – like, they've done a great job identifying good talent and, and finding good value. Like, Burns at 16 is phenomenal value. DJ Moore at 24 is tremendous value. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Moton at 64, pff, you stole him, right? Yeah. But you also drafted Deshaun Hall at 77 and Rashawn Golden at 85 and Will Greer at 100 with a top 100 pick. and
0: Ian I, Thomas, 101.
1: Yeah, I wasn't going to... Touche so that it's one or the other there's no middle ground right and and now you're starting to get to the point where this push of, of the good hits that they've had 2016 James Bradbury 2017 Curtis Samuel these guys aren't on the team anymore yeah because you're not retaining some of your your better drafted talent so that's that's the next step and uh, they're not going to have this conflict with the 2018 class because I'm looking at the players who weren't first round, weren't DJ Moore, and it's Dante Jackson, Rashawn Golden, Ian Thomas, Marquise Haynes, Jermaine Carter, Andre Smith, Kendrick Morton. Like, you're not going to have an opportunity to have like a, ouch, I can't believe we didn't hold on to that guy, right? No. So kudos, you kept Taylor Moton, but keeping James Bradbury at a premium position yeah. probably would have helped.
0: Agreed. Um, I still feel like Carolina's rebuilding. It's just year two under Matt Rule. It's year yeah. one of Scott Fitterer at GM.
1: I think it would be unfair to place higher expectations on this team, right? Like, this is a process. You think you found a quarterback? In San, or you, you made mm. a move at quarterback. We don't know that you found a quarterback this team's still going to be tied to quarterbacks going forward. When Deshaun Watson, that that's a conversation that we're ready to have when everything is resolved. And if there's punishment involved and that is served Carolina, you know, they're going to be near the top. So he has that relationship and playing in the university Clemson. It would be a coming home. So to say for him, um, Dave Tepper is going to be aggressive. You know that about Dave Tepper. And if Sam Darnold comes out and he's Teddy Bridgewater with a higher touchdown ratio but a higher interception ratio and is just as high variance and the team is middling, they're not going to settle for it. They're going to keep swinging for the fences, for better or for worse. And I shudder to think of what that could look like if they get the decision wrong more than once. But – you know that's how they're going to think. That's how they're going to view this.
0: What bothers me a little bit about Carolina is I feel like they're in a good spot except for at quarterback. And what I mean by that is within the landscape of this division, because you kind of have the the saints that are coming off of their, their peak, right? You you have Mm -hmm. Tampa who eventually Tom Brady's going to stop playing football and Carolina could have been that team that was ready to just become the new Kings of the, NFC South, but they haven't solidified the quarterback position. And I'm not optimistic that Sam Darnold's going to be a legit difference maker. Or should that you, you? Yeah, you go to the playoffs every year because you have Sam Darnold. And so that's the only thing that's missing because I like so much of the young talent here. And I think they have work to do on the offensive line for sure. But that's a, a you feel like you can fix that in an offseason. Quarterback is something that takes very calculated steps to get figured out and they didn't pick one. They had the chance to get Mac Jones or Justin Fields this year and they, they chose not to do that. And they've really kind of tied themselves to Sam Darnold here. And I think that could be a big misstep in this rebuilding process.
1: Well, yeah, especially if they swing and miss on Sam and then you have to pay a premium again and then yep. you do the math on everything you gave up for two swings of the bat. That's going to be a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so going to really hurt the rest of the roster. Go ahead.
0: Right. So for future needs, quarterback, offensive tackle, interior yes. offensive line, corner yes. and safety. Yes. Should Call I say it. it, Kyle? Should I say it? Go ahead. My Panther stat, you know, you know the one about how they've had a different primary starter every single year at left tackle since, it's going to live on for another year since, since Jordan Gross retired in 2013 or something like that unbelievable and it's, it's going to continue for two at least years. one
1: I guarantee it'll be two years because they're, they're, they streak, paid man. Taylor Moton and now Taylor Moton's getting a look at left tackle
0: maybe <laughs> might be Trent Scott it could be Cam Irving I don't know man Stop. I don't know what the plan is a left tackle, Stop. but it's kind of an important position. It's to, primary to, need.
1: That's what it to is. Never
0: get right. It's a primary need. Okay. All right. The New Orleans Saints, Kyle. Um, recent draft hits. And we actually did, didn't we do an entire podcast basically about how the Saints have been the best drafting team over the last decade or so? I mean, they they've had some unbelievable hits.
1: They are hashtag go get your guy. Yeah, they do. Yes, you you want the philosophy for the Saints, and, and obviously having a long-term answer at the quarterback position in Drew Brees and offensive stability with the head coach and Sean Payton and all that helps, and a really good offensive line. It all helps. But this is a team that routinely goes out and attacks their players with the intention of, we don't necessarily care how many picks we make, we want to make our picks count. We want to be super aggressive. And uh, we're going to go, we we would rather draft three guys that we know can make the roster and help us than draft 10 or 11 and play the lottery game.
0: How, where, where do you fall in that philosophically? Like if you had Drew Smart. Brees, if you were the GM for the, for the Saints over the last 10 years, would you find yourself more in the side of, hey, Let's go trade up. Let's get guys that we really think can be difference makers that we have convictions about. Or would you take the other approach where you know you're committing a lot of money to your quarterback and you need to balance out your roster? Would you kind of take opportunities to move back and stockpile picks and give yourself a bunch of I mean, dart to throws? Like, you where would, would, think would you so, follow that? But
1: they don't play with the same cap rules as everybody else does. <laughs> like, they do, right? They, they just don't care. And I respect the hell out of them for it. But I'll tell you, it's a lot easier to operate this way when your 2016 draft, your first four picks are Rankins, Michael Thomas, Von Mel, and David Ayumeta. Unreal. And then you follow – we don't even talk about that draft class. Because the following year was Lattimore, Ramcheck, Marcus Williams, Alvin Kamara, Trey Hendrickson, and Alex Anzalone. Unreal. It, that, that's a one-two punch that's right up there with what the Seattle Seahawks did at the beginning of the 2010s that yeah. set them up with the legion of boom and won them a super bowl. Yeah. Like it, that is that caliber of good drafting in a two year stretch. So yeah, Mc- if, if it works out for me to that degree, <laughs> I'm throwing my chips in every year. I'm saying F it. We're going to let it ride, baby.
0: No first round pick in 2019, but somehow they get Eric McCoy and Chauncey. They Gardner traded up Johnson. for him. Unreal, man.
1: They traded up with Miami for him in that spot.
0: Okay, so <laughs> tons of hits. You That's what I wrote Zach down for the thing. One fall
1: to him at 74.
0: Right, unreal. Unreal. I don't know about that Tommy Stevens pick, but what we could
1: All about that Ian Book pick. I don't <laughs> care the teams are calling. I don't care.
0: Teams are calling for Ian Book? Yeah, oh my. Oh my. So life cycle status for the Saints. Where do you put them, Kyle?
1: Uh, they they from your uh, they can win now, but for me, they're a team in transition.
0: That's what I because have because
1: Drew Brees retires. Like this is going to be such a seismic shift. If Jameis Winston booms, then we'll put him right back in in win now. But I think we know Jameis Winston's going to be the starting quarterback. So we saw plenty of flashes in the preseason, and not from Taysom Hill. So I think if the, if Jameis is not thirty int Jameis very low bar to set if we're being honest just don't throw 30 picks it's only been done a handful of times in the history of the league Sean
0: Payton should help him with that right
1: you would think you would think but they they have this is the most unproven this roster is in a couple of years right because you you lose a bunch of players and and a bunch of snaps because of the cap limitations and getting back under the cap and so and so forth and like they're, they're kind of almost on the fringe of like an L.A. Rams-type construction. Stars and scrubs. Yeah, and,
0: and they've got a lot of questions like right now. Michael Thomas, Will mm-hmm. Lutz is injured. Adam Troutman has an injury. Um, you just kind of get concerned about all of that because they're really thin. And I think that's been kind of what happens when you have to purge as much as they had because of cap right. issues.
1: Right, so now now you have to hope you everybody gets healthy and you stay healthy throughout the season. Yeah. Because if not, then you might hit some bumps along the way.
0: Future needs I have down quarterback, wide receiver, interior defensive line, corner, and safety. And I put a question mark next to safety because are they going to be able to bring back Marcus Williams?
1: Right. Well, I think you could put a, a question next to a couple of their needs, but things have to go right. Like, we don't know what's going to happen with Marshawn. They need corners either way. Yeah, but you don't know what's going to happen with Marshawn Lattimore. How pressing of a need that's going to be? You don't know how pressing safety is going to be. You don't know how pressing quarterbacks going to need. Jameis Winston's in a contract year this year. He's going to get the opportunity to start. So, like, depending on how the season goes, this needs list could shift dramatically if they are proactive and they they are able to get some of these guys under contract for extensions. But. It, As of right now, I think it's, like you said, it's it's questions and and concerns and depth issues at all of those spots.
0: It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Both are open now at Bet Online, Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. And also be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo, where you can make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football and basketball to boxing, right to horse racing. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. All right. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Kyle, the last team. We saved yep. the uh Super Bowl champions for best last. For that last. was not on purpose, but we did. We saved the best for last. When we when we get into the recent draft history of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I wrote down the word underrated. Now I know that Tom Brady. Came in and this team won the Super Bowl, but the infrastructure was in place because this team has made some outstanding draft picks. In 2020, obviously getting Tristan Wirfs and Antoine Winfield, who were big parts of their Super Bowl one. Devin White, number five overall. Jamel Dean in the third round. They were able to get Vita Vea in the first round, traded back, acquired a couple of second round picks and still landed Vea, Carlton Davis. Was a number pick, pick number 63 overall. Alex Kappa, their starting right guard, they were able to uh, pick him in the top 194 overall. Chris Godwin was a third round pick. You know, I know that we look at that 2016 draft and it was horrible with Vernon Her- Hargraves and Noah Spence and trading up for Robert Aguayo, but 17, 18, 19, 20, they found answers that they connected with Tom Brady and really good free agent pickups to build the Super Bowl roster.
1: You didn't even mention Goat Jack Sitchie.
0: Well, you know, I don't feel like he was nearly as impactful <laughs> as the,
1: the other he players He was I just said. so fun at Wisconsin, damn it. I don't care that he's been hurt the entire time he's been in the league. Uh, yeah. Go, I but, mean,
0: can I go back a little? 2015, they, Jameis Winston number one overall, but they get their left tackle and Donovan Smith, who's been a fixture there since he's been drafted at left tackle, and Ali Marpet, who is one of the best five guards in the NFL. They got him. Uh 61 overall near the end of the second round.
1: I got a stat for you, Joe. Yep. Who's the all time leading receiver in the history of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers?
0: Um it's got to be Mike Evans, I'm sure.
1: Mike Evans. Do you do we know how many yards Mike Evans has for his career?
0: Mm, he, he was, was drafted, drafted in, in... twenty fourteen. So four, 14,
1: 15,
0: 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Eight, season,
1: eight well, nine, seven don't count seasons. Seven tw- seasons. Yeah, I was going to say don't count 21 Seven
0: seasons. Yet. I guess 8,500 yards. Okay, 8,266.
1: Wow. That's yeah, a he's pretty, been unreal, uh, man. pretty impressive amount of production. One of my all-time draft misses, Mike Evans. Uh, you know, Kyle, you know receiving... what they say?
0: They say if you haven't missed, you haven't scouted.
1: Oh, there you go. I haven't heard that, but I appreciate that.
0: I heard that on a podcast today from
1: Doug Whaley. <laughs> oh, people. really? <laughs> <laughs> you hadn't missed yet, had scouted. How many touchdowns does Mike Evans have?
0: Seven seasons, 50.
1: 61. Wow. Very productive player. 82 uh, 66 on 532 receptions. Killing it, man. Been a great player for them. And he just to kind of double down on, you know, since we dip back to 2015, he was their first pick in 2014. So 2014, Evans. 2015, Smith, Marpet, Quan Alexander. Obviously, Alexander's bounced around a little bit. 2016, mm-hmm. 2017. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it's been a really nice job of hitting above average where you're, you're on average you're hitting a couple of quality players in every draft class, including a franchise cornerstone in a couple of these drafts along the way.
0: Let's go back to 2013 when they got William Golston, who's a current starter for them in the fourth round, 2012 Levante David in the second round. Yep. I think that's as far as back as we can go, man. <laughs> I think we've exhausted that.
1: Hey, they got Josh Johnson in 2008. Guy's you know, still kicking.
0: Yeah. That is their got
1: most uh most recent active draft pick was Josh Johnson in Ohio still going
0: all right Clearly, win now. Would you say? Yes. Are you willing to say that they're a long-term contender? Uh, I, I don't think I can do that now with a forty-year-old quarterback.
1: I, I need to know who the quarterback is after Tom. Now, Tom plays five years. You want to call that long-term? That's fine. Go ahead, call it long-term.
0: Is the next Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback no, in high school
1: right now? Oh, I was going to say he's the roster.
0: <laughs> is he? He's got to be in college, right? Chilling has no idea he's going to replace Brady. You would Brady. think.
1: You would think he, he's probably a freshman a sophomore somewhere flying under the radar. I know you, I understand you took Trask at 64. (laughs) I I guess from a marketing perspective, Rob Juden would be real proud, former Florida Gator, uh, Florida Gator alumni, Rob Juden, that uh, Kyle Trask, Florida Gator drafted to Tampa Bay. From a marketing perspective, it makes sense, but it's about the only way it made sense (laughs) to draft Kyle Trask in the second round has I'm Rob not made Trask. one of
0: those, one of those graphics you ever seen him where it's like uh the, the Jersey is like ripping from like the college to the pro Jersey, like yeah, a Gators Jersey to he a, wow. I, he made a, a, Starbucks, a Starbucks, a uh, Starbucks edit with a, with a pumpkin spice latte, but this guy hasn't made the Trask edit yet. Wow. Yep.
1: No. Wow.
0: Uh, all right. Where, we, where we at future needs, needs for the bucks.
1: Yeah. Well, future needs.
0: I have uh, interior offensive line Alex Kappa, a free agent, so I think that they can probably upgrade him at right guard. Running back, both their backs, uh, Fournette and Jones and Bernard, they're all up after this year. Interior defensive line, I'm not sure if they'll be able to bring back Sue again. And then at corner, if I'm not mistaken, Carlton Davis is a free agent. So I know they were able to bring everyone back for this year. I don't know if they can mm-hmm. do it again, and if they can't, those are the spots that stand out to me.
1: Well, I also had a wide receiver. Down for them as well, where Godwin's on the franchise tag. Uh Antonio Brown, is he gonna stick around long term? They brought him back on a short term deal. Um, and then it's like Tyler Johnson and Jalen Darden right now. Like, Did I'm here for I'm here for the Jalen Darden breakout because he's gotten rave reviews in camp. But I don't know if those are the guys you want under contract as like your wide receiver two and three beyond this year.
0: Jamie Eisner put out an article for the Draft Network on Wednesday where he did 32 the bold, bold fantasy football yeah. predictions for 2021. His prediction for the Buccaneers, and I want to know how you feel about this Antonio Brown leads all Buccaneers in targets.
1: Could you imagine?
0: <laughs> if that happens, then Antonio Brown was like Pittsburgh Steelers, Antonio right. Brown.
1: Right. Would it surprise me if Tom goes there? No.
0: You wouldn't be surprised. Like right Tom's, now,
1: Todd was trying to work with Antonio for two years. If Mike he's, Evans if is he's, there. Chris
0: Godwin's there. I, All those
1: tight ends. I get it. But this does that does, help
0: Antonio Brown, the, the saturation of targets that helps him?
1: I'm sure, like, I don't think the leader in targets for Tampa Bay is going to be somebody who has 185 targets, right? Like, I don't think it's going to get like that. So I, I do think, to your point, the a dispersion of targets is probably going to help. But we don't need to talk about how dominant Antonio Brown was going as recently as 2018,
0: right? Yeah.
1: I mean, he had a stretch, and I know you already know this, but from 2013 to 2018, he was a pro bowler every year. He had four straight all pros in there. He led the league in receiving yards twice. He led the league in receptions twice. He had 100-plus receptions in every year from 2013 to 2018. Obviously, the the 2019 season was derailed. Um, His conduct in in Las Vegas and uh, some off-the-field issues, and that carried over into the start of 2020. He played half a season, and he was almost on pace for a 1,000-yard season when he came in and played eight games yeah, for Tampa Bay. 90
0: catches. It, yes. I think that's probably the most compelling thing to, to say is is in eight games, he caught 45 passes for 483 yards and four touchdowns. If you double that, that's a really good year, especially considering that was like his first eight games with the team. Didn't have right. like a normal offseason
1: or anything. He, and he had 62 targets. He averaged almost eight yard eight targets a game. Wow.
0: This might happen. This might be a really good under-the-radar prediction. Jamie Eisner.
1: Nab him for your fantasy team, guys. Here's a fun fact. Uh, On seasons in which Antonio Brown collected at least 20 targets, his catch percentage was highest last year out of his entire career on seasons in which he had at least 20 targets in a season. 72.6% of his targets he caught last year.
0: He was only above 70 twice under those circumstances. Right. A-B, man. It's going to have a year, ain't he?
1: Sleeper. What a weird sleeper. One of the greatest wide receivers of the 2010s. Right. (laughs) Right.
0: You want to talk about a stretch of wide receiver play. We got into Mike Evans and what he's been since 2014. Yeah. 2011 through 2018 – AB is the best ever, right? The best stretch ever in the history of wide receiver play in the NFL.
1: From a production standpoint, (laughs) it's got to be. Say what you will about like Randy and and Jerry, but that stretch of production is creme de la creme. It's been unbelievable. It's been unbelievable having you all join us for this series. We hope you enjoyed. Tomorrow's the Friday free for all, so plan accordingly. Hit subscribe on the Draft Dudes podcast. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, and the anonymous today, Chris Schubert, lingering in the background like a Is ghost. He? Poor guy can't even – he doesn't even have his camera on here. He's just hes just observing us this entire time. Happy
0: birthday, Schuby!
1: Happy birthday to Schub. Make sure you wish him a belated birthday. It was his birthday on Wednesday, which we found out midway through the day on Wednesday. Otherwise, we would have wished him a, a happy birthday on the Wednesday show. So, Kyle Krabs. Joe Marino, birthday boy, Chris Schubert. Thanks always for listening to Draft Dudes Podcast. We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow.